awesome time of worship then. Um, yeah, just just great being in the presence of God and worshipping God. And, you know, you, you might be here and you might see people swaying or waving their hand, you know, lifting their hands or whatever. It's just a sign that, you know, the Holy Spirit is here and we want, we want to worship God. And, and that comes out in our in our movements and in our in our hands being raised, surrendering to God. And so don't be afraid to do that. If you've never done that before and you feel that stirring, lift your hands. Get on your knees or, or worship God in the way that, that you're compelled to do. So thanks, worship team. You can uh, take your seats. And, uh, yeah, give them a round of applause. Yeah. So welcome to uh, the 10.30 service. It's great to see your smiling faces here this morning. I can see you now. Um, I hope you can, <laughs> I hope you're going great, and uh, yeah, welcome if you're visiting today. Uh, we're going to get into the word in a sec. Um, we've had the one youth over in uh, Youth Alive this week, and give us a shout if you're in one youth here today. Cavill, <laughs> I said in the I I said in the first service that. Um, uh, it was such, so, it looked like it was an awesome time. Pa- um, Pastor Josh put up some posts uh, of the worship and all the stuff they're doing. And uh, I reckon I'm going to dye my hair next year and, and see if I can get in there as a 25. I might just sneak through the door and get in. Yeah, yeah for sure. It'll take a lot of dye, but it'll, it'll get there. Um, if you've got your Bibles, go, um, go to Revelation 12, 7 to 9. We're going to talk about recognizing the voice of the enemy. Um, it's not always easy to recognize the voice of the enemy because the Bible says that the enemy comes to us like God. It says that he dresses up as an angel of light. So he doesn't come to us as the devil, but he comes to us as an angel of light, often very persuasive, very uh, alluring talk to try and get us to take a track that will lead us uh, down a, a path that we don't want to go down. And in Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So who is the enemy that we're talking about in this slide? It's not your mum or dad. It's not your boss. It's not your brother or your sister. It's not your husband or your wife. It is the devil. It's a spirit and his name is the devil. And he exists and he's real. And the Bible says that he comes to steal, kill and destroy our lives. But Jesus has come that we may have life and life abundantly. And so in Revelation 12, 7 to 9, it says, Then a terrible war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the great dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back, but the dragon did not have the power to win, and they could not regain their place in heaven. So the great dragon was thrown down once and for all. He was the serpent, the ancient snake, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole earth. He was cast down into the earth, and his angels along with him. And then skipping to 12... Verse 12, Woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you with great fury because he knows his time is short. And then verse 17, Then the dragon became enraged and went off to make war 
against those who follow the commands of God and have the testimony of Jesus. So in this uh, part of the Bible, in Revelations, we have a brief account of the moment when the devil tries to take the throne of God and set himself up as the highest authority. Um, but as we know, God is greater than the devil, and so he's cast down to the earth. But from the very start, when, when Lucifer or Satan or the devil fell, he, he hated God. He hates God with a passion, and he hates people made in his image with that same level of passion. And, and that's who he is. He wants to destroy your life. That's his primary goal. And so the, the devil destroys lies by getting people to forsake God, contradict God's ways of living inbuilt into the very construct of creation. And this, you may have heard this term, it's called sin. And in Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And in Genesis 2.24, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. So here in the beginning, very beginning of creation, we see God establishing two eternal truths about male and female, husband and wife to be married. And we see in this day and age the devil having some level of success in dismantling this truth before our very eyes. He's trying to dismantle God-ordained gender. He's trying to dismantle God-ordained marriage between one man and one woman. So anything that is of the truth, the devil wants to dismantle and replace it with his lies. He wants people to follow his lies, not God's truth. Because he knows if people follow his lies, he's going to lead them down a path of destruction. If they follow God's truth, it's going to lead to a place of blessing. Uh, in their lives and the devil is called the father of lies this is Jesus speaking here this is a, a quote directly from Jesus mouth the devil has been a murderer right from the start he never stood with the one who is the true prince for he's full of nothing but lies lying is his native tongue he is a master of deception and the father of lies So he's a master of deception. That's how he got Adam and Eve to fall, because he deceived them. And he wants to deceive you. And he's not unskilled at it. He's skillful at deception. He's skillful at bringing in truths that sound good and right and and slipping them into your life so that you believe them and and walk according to them. And so the devil succeeds when we agree with his lies and act and speak in accord with his lies. So why would we be so foolish as to follow someone that wants to destroy us, that wants to take our life out? Why would we? There's, there's, there's a couple of reasons. Two being that we are sons of the devil and love the pleasure of, in, of sin and enjoy doing what our father, the devil, wants us to do. Now That's pretty straightforward, but Jesus talked about that talked to the Pharisees and said, you are sons of your father, the devil. 
you love to do what he wants to do. The other reason is because we have been deceived. Now, deception is a scary thing because if you're deceived, you don't even know it. You could be deceived here today and not even know it because deception means that the lie that you're living and believing you think is the truth. You think it is true, and so you're not even aware that you are deceived. And so the devil is a master of deception. And a deceived life is a destructive life. A life with discernment and lived according to the truth is a blessed life and a constructive life. And so the devil has his version of wisdom. It talks about it in James 3. 13 to 17. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that come from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, There you find disorder and every evil practice, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So there's two versions of wisdom. There's the heavenly wisdom that comes down from above, and then there's the earthly, demonic, unspiritual wisdom that comes from below. The devil has his own wisdom and you might be walking in it right now. See, sometimes we can get proud in ourselves or we think we have a certain amount of knowledge and we can become obtrusive, divisive, contentious, um, angry, not, not merciful, not submissive, inconsiderate, but we can think that God is on our side and we can think this... I should be leader of this or that era, or, or this should be, you're right and I'm wrong. And, and we can get this, get our back up and think that God is on our side when in fact he's not. We're actually walking in uh, the devil's form of wisdom. So it, it's scary. How do we protect ourselves from falling into deception? Do we need the gift of discernment? The Bible talks about this spiritual gift of discernment to discern between spirits. That's a great gift for ministry in the body of Christ. That's wonderful if you've got that gift, but not everyone has that gift. But everyone can become discerning. Everyone can have discernment. It leaves no one out. It doesn't matter if you're an A-grade student or you didn't even go to school or you, or you hated school and failed everything. Everyone can become discerning. If you can read, even if you can't read, that you can get the Bible uh, on audio now. Everyone can become discerning because we just have to humble ourselves and put ourselves in the word of God because discernment comes by knowing the truth. In, in James 4, 4 to 10, it says this, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely, but he gives us more grace. 
That is why the scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to the God, uh, then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So this verse talks about when we start to walk in our own pride, our own uh, conceit, our own understanding, our own mind, our own thoughts, and we start to not be humble before God. We start to not walk in his, out, we start to walk outside of his word. So discernment comes simply by humbling ourselves before God and knowing and understanding his word. So deception and the power of lies over our life is broken by becoming a worshipper in spirit and in truth, declaring the truth in the face of the enemy, praying the truth of God. This protects us from discernment. It delivers us from being deceived. See, anyone become, can become discerning just by reading their Bible, reading the Word of God. And if you want guaranteed answers to your prayers, then pray according to the truth of God. If you start praying what God has already said He wants to do, or what God has already promised, then you're praying according to His will and you're guaranteed that He will back up His Word and you'll see what you're looking for because the word of God's living in you you're praying according to the word of God you're praying out what God wants and so he's going to back that up and and you see that in life when you pray according to God's word he backs it up and he and he comes through on that and I don't know about you but I've I've currently in the last 12 months I've seen so many answers to prayers I don't know if it's just God's grace on my life in this season but I honestly think it's broader than that. I think he's just answering prayers left, right and centre at the moment. He wants to answer our prayers. He, he, he's so eager. He's like, pray. He'd say, ask me. He says, you don't have because you don't ask. And he's just saying to his people, would you ask me? I've got the power. I just need you to speak, speak it out and get me involved and, and see me operate in whatever situation uh, you, you're facing difficulty with. And Pastor Josh, talking to him the other day, I'm thinking, is it, just, is it just something happening in my life for a season? God, you know, I'm grateful to God for it. But Josh come up to me and said, you know, I've seen so many answers to prayer in, the last, in these last six months. He's just amazed. And you know what? It's, it's time to pray. It's time to seek God. It's time to declare his truth in our lives and see that truth come to bear in, in our lives and in the world around us. And so when it says resist the devil, it doesn't mean to tense yourself up, clench your teeth and resist with all your might. It means humbling ourselves, reading God's word and bringing discernment to our lives, lives between lies and truth and changing our lives to line up with the truth. We resist the devil by planting ourselves in the truth. So we resist the devil's lies by declaring the truth and living according to it. You know, I've heard so many times people say, I feel God wants me to do this or that. And, and it's, it's often scary because what they're saying, they feel God is wanting them to do, 
doesn't match the Bible. And you think, well, God is not telling you to do that. It doesn't matter how strongly you feel it. It doesn't matter how much you think that it's God. If it doesn't line up with his word, it's not him. You've got to put your feelings aside. You've got to put your own thoughts aside and say, this is what the Bible says. This is black and white. These, thought, these feelings are incorrect. They're just not true. I reject them and I, and I plant myself in what the Bible says. And you can't go wrong. Above our own thoughts and feelings, we need to read the word, agree with it, and ask God to help us walk in it. When it says don't get drunk with wine, then we don't get drunk. When it says to forgive, then we have no other option but to forgive. When it says don't use coarse language, then we stop speaking it. When it says to be generous and willing to share, we cheerfully do it. When it says don't gossip, then we stop gossip when it comes our way. When it says keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, then we don't bring disunity. We could just keep going on and on and on. There's so many things that God has designed to bless us, to bless our own lives and the lives of those around us. There's, there's, um, you've probably heard this story, but in the US, they, they, uh, with their banknotes, they had a different sorts of currencies, 1, 10, 20, 100. But people started making forgeries of these banknotes. And so they wanted to train up people to be able to recognise the forgeries when they were in circulation and be able to get them out of circulation. And so they, what they did is they put these guys in a room or wherever, but they didn't show them any forgeries at all. They, they gave them the, the real notes, the real currency, and they said, study this back to front. Get to know every line, every colour, feel it, scrunch it, smell it. Whatever, just get to know it. Get to know the watermarks. Get to know how each uh, serial number looks, how many numbers there are, everything. Get to know that note back to front. And then when a a forgery comes along, you'll recognise it instantly because there'll be something amiss in that note. And and the same with, with God's truth. As we study it, as we get to know every line and every precept, as it says, and every scripture then we get acquainted with it and we know what it looks like. We understand the picture and then a forgery comes along and we can pick it. That doesn't match what I've studied. That doesn't match. It's different here. It might only be a slight change, but it's it's enough of a change that's going to wreck my life and it's going to wreck others around me. So I'm rejecting that forgery. I'm taking it out of circulation in my life because it's worthless. So forgery has no value. And a lie has no value in your life. It won't profit you one cent. You're better off just getting it out of circulation in your life and burning it, putting it in the fire and burning it. And if you want to become a man or woman of discernment, able to recognize the slightest lie and error that contradicts the truth of God, it is so, so simple. You don't need to study countless false doctrines and be familiar with every possible lie. You become discerning by reading and following God's truth by his spirit, anyone can become discerning. And so there's a, I just want to look quickly at a, at a situation in the Bible. Uh, in Matthew 16, 21 to 26, it says, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed 
and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? So Jesus was able to recognize this lie when when it was spoken out of Peter's mouth. This devil talk. He said that, that them there is devil talk. Peter, he was, he was saved. He, he was a man of God, but he was deceived. And Jesus called it out. He said, Peter, you're talking devil, devil talk. See, even though Peter was sincere and he firmly believed what he's saying and it seemed right, it seemed right that Jesus should keep himself safe. And, and, and it would be pleasant for Jesus to keep himself safe and, and get himself out of this situation and not go to the cross. Jesus, it, it wasn't aligned with the truth and so Jesus stood up to it with the truth and said, get behind me, that's devil talk. I'm not listening to that. And in Proverbs 14, to 12, 14 verse 12 and chapter 16 verse 25, this verse is uh, repeated twice in the Bible word for word there is a path before each person that seems right but it ends in death so maybe you've encouraged others to look after themselves and step back from the call of God on their life step back from sacrificing themselves step back from going to church step back from what God has called them to do you might think you're helping it might seem right but you're not helping you're actually hindering you're not speaking for God you're speaking for the devil and encouraging them on a path towards death because Jesus said surely we are all going to the cross he went to the cross the cross to pay for our sin to so that we can be born again filled with the spirit he paid the total price for us but then he said you know what you've got your own cross and I'm going to take you on a journey to your own cross he said, if you want to be my disciple, that's where you're going. He said, you've got a cross that you've got to take up and follow after me. And that's the only way we do this Christian life. There's no detour. There's no way of getting around it. So we might as well get ahead around it and go, you know what, Jesus? I'm in. If that's where I've got to go, that's where I've got to go. So are you deceived and being used as a mouthpiece of the devil? Or are you discerning and being used by God to bring truth and blessing? You say, I'm a Christian, I'm not deceived. Peter was Jesus' right-hand mind and he, uh, right-hand man and he was deceived and used by the devil. So we can all fall into it. People say, I don't want to be used by anyone. And I know what, what you're saying, but you're going to be used one way or the other. You'll be used by God for good purposes or you'll be used by the devil for his evil purposes. There's only two options. In 2 Timothy 2, 20 to 21, it says, I love this version of it. In a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. 
Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. I know what kind of container I want to be and become. I want to be useful to God to bring blessing and good things into people's lives, not useful as a, as a garbage bin to give bad stuff to people around me. You say, I don't have the strength to read the word and build my life around it. And it's true, I'm the same. We, none of us have the strength. None of us have the power to be able to understand and know the truth and comprehend it and put it into our lives. We just don't have the power, but that's why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to help us. It says, but when he, John 16, 3, verse 3, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So if you're a believer here today, I encourage you to trust in the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. He wants to lead and guide us into all truth. He wants to bring us revelation. He wants to help us on that path that's, that's going to um, get that path of abundant life that Jesus has for us. And you, you might be here and you say, I don't even know the Holy Spirit. I've never met the Holy Spirit. I've never met God in the person of the Spirit. Well, you can. It's as simple as saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I repent. Come into my life. The Holy Spirit will come alongside you and even live in you and guide you into all truth. So if you're a Christian, I encourage you. Seek after the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth through uh, his power and through his word. And if you're not a Christian today, and, and you're sick and tired of living in deception and lies that are just destroying your life. You're sick and tired of being bound up. You want to be free. You want to be set free of the captivity that the devil has bound you up in. Then, then we're going to say a prayer right now. And you're going to see God come in and break the chains off your life. And, and he's going to set you on a new course. He's done it for me. He's done it for so many here. He's set you free and set you on a course of life and hope and you might be watching online if you want to say this prayer um, say it along together with us it's going to come up on the screens now uh, this missing one line it says at the start dear Jesus so dear Jesus I believe say it along with me you are the son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins I ask that you forgive me I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior today I am born again I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time, let, let's give them a, a hand. If someone in here has prayed that for the first time, let us know. Come up and tell us. Come up and tell someone what you've done today. And if you've done it online, praise God. You've, you've been brought out of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. Why don't you stand, church, as we uh, bring this to a conclusion. Revelations 12, 10 to 11. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. 
See, this, that part that I just read then is out of the same um, part of Scripture that we started with in Revelation. See, when, when the devil was cast down, when he was come to, with great fury to deceive the earth, God already had a plan. He knew that that was going to happen and he already had a plan in place. He was going to send Jesus. Jesus was going to die for our sins. He was going to set us free and he was going to give us the Holy Spirit and enable us to live in truth and overcome all the power of the enemy. And so there is a way. Deception might be scary, but there's a way to live in victory. There's a way to live in truth. Jesus said to, the, to those Jews who had believed in him, this is John chapter 8, 31 to 32, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them, you're truly my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. I spent so much of my life bound up in sin and in in lies that the devil captivated me in. But Jesus came into my life one day and since then, progressively, day by day, month by month, year by year, I've noticed more and more freedom coming. The chains breaking off my life more and more in different areas and in different ways. It doesn't necessarily all happen at once, but it happens over time. And if if we commit ourselves to the truth, then the truth will start to build into our lives and we'll become more and more free, more and more liberated. The world talks about freedom. It doesn't know what it's talking about. It's bondage. It says you should be free to do whatever you want. You should be free to live this way or that way. You're not free. You're bound up. Only Jesus has true freedom. Only Jesus has true truth and power to deliver you into a life that's going to bless you. The devil's lying to you. He's saying you'll have pleasure. He's saying he'll give you this and that and the other. He's a liar. Call him out for what he is and say, I'm going to stand with Jesus from this day forward. And so if you, uh, if you want to take that step and make a stand today, then we're going to have some time to pray with people. Uh, and you're welcome to come forward. We're going to sing through a song. You're welcome to come forward to, and we'll pray with you. And we're going to believe it, it, it could be about this message. It could be something you want deliverance from, something you want broken in your life, off your life. It could be that you want discernment. It could be that you want revelation to come in your life. It could be that you've got a sickness. It could be that you've got a family member that you want, that you've been praying for, that you're believing for to come to know Jesus. It's just a time of general prayer. And if you want to come forward, you're welcome to come forward as we sing and we'll pray with you.